Hey everyone, uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm excited to talk about our topic today, which is moderators versus abstainers. So when you delve into the habit change kind of community, if, if there is such a thing, you'll kind of encounter two trains of thoughts. There's one group of people who are more so abstainers. This is the all or nothing, black or white, cut it out kind of crowd, right? They stop drinking, they stop eating junk food, it's hard lines. And then the other group of people is what we would like to call the moderators. I'm using quotation marks there. These are the people who like to have a leisurely piece of chocolate each day. They don't want to deprive themselves, you know, they just have a little bit, like very reasonable people, like the reasonable people they are. Now, I guess given my introduction there, you probably know which camp I fall into. Um, I'm definitely more of an abstainer myself because I find that if something is so tempting that you're trying to reduce how much you're going to have of it, isn't it easier to just cut it out altogether? Like, honestly, I, I really don't know how these people have one piece of chocolate every day. Anyways, that's what I want to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about the differences between the two trains of thought, how to know which group you fall into, uh, the positives versus negatives of abstaining versus moderating, and also a little bit about you know, for which kinds of habits um, one approach or the other might be a little bit more helpful. So to start off, um, maybe hopefully I did kind of explain the concept well enough, but I'll give a shout out to uh, Gretchen Rubin, not that she's listening. Um, she's an author and she wrote the book, The Happiness Project. And in her book, she laid out uh, these terms, moderator and abstainer. I mean, she's not the first person to have thought of the concept, but um, she kind of says people fall into these two camps. And I'll elaborate a little bit um, now on the difference between the two. So I'll start with the abstainers. So abstainers like to take an all or nothing approach to things. They might be perfectionists. They like rules, they like order, and they might be a little bit extreme just in general. Now the moderators on the other hand, I do find that they're a little bit more happy-go-lucky, a um, bit more relaxed. And a big thing about um, a moderator is that they have a little bit of a rebellious streak. So if you tell them they can't do something, they're going to want to do it. So that's why like, having a, a zero-tolerance rule doesn't really work for moderators, because if they tell themselves, I'm not going to have any ice cream, they start to rebel against themselves. And they're like, oh, but like, I don't like this rule. And then they go and they, you know, have all the ice cream. Um, and they would have been better off just having one bowl of ice cream every day. Whereas for the abstainer, having the rule is totally fine, because it's a rule you imposed on yourself. And technically, you always can have the ice cream. But you've put that rule on because you know, it's best for yourself. So it's a different kind of psychology. Now, Let's go into some uh, different points about pros and cons. So for the moderators, a positive positive thing to being a, a moderator is, first of all, it's definitely more socially acceptable, I would say. Uh, whenever you take a hardline stance on anything, people, people do kind of uh, look down on it a little bit. I guess it depends what it is. If you took a hard stance on uh, no heroin, I don't think anyone would uh, 
would judge you on that. But if you, you know, don't drink at all, um, I don't drink at all. And, you know, that's hard. It's definitely easier to be somebody who drinks socially, has a few drinks. Uh, that is, it, it's easier for sure. Um, you don't get called out. People don't say, why aren't you drinking? Or why aren't you having cake? Or, you know, whatever it is. Another thing is that uh, for moderators, they get to enjoy some little treats or whatever it is. So I guess right now, I haven't really specified, but this does apply mostly um, this type of distinction to habits that are either uh, food, they're kind of consumption-based, essentially, um, either drugs, alcohol, food. Um, it could be other things. Anything kind of with an addictive quality that you're trying to quit could be social media or reduce, uh, could be porn, uh, what else, video games, anything that people are really into. So yeah, uh, people who are moderators, they get to enjoy whatever their treat of choice is. And so, you know, that's a positive. Okay, let's um, go into the some of the points that are in favor now of the abstainers. So the main point I would say is that it's easier to be an abstainer. Now, of course, that's something an abstainer would say. So if you find being a moderator easier, then you're probably a moderator. But for an abstainer, I'll explain kind of my, um, my train of thought. So there's a lot of decisions we have to make each day. We wake up, we decide what to wear, we decide what to have for breakfast, we decide how to do our hair, you know, there are tons of decisions. And if we had to make each decision every day and go through the process of weighing the pros and cons, we would just get nothing done, honestly. It would take probably two hours before I'd be ready to have breakfast. And so the reason why we're able to kind of get through most of the motions of day-to-day -day life is that we have preferences and habits built in and so many things we don't even think about. Like when we wake up in the morning, do we think, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to get wear any clothes outside today? No, right? It's not even a, it's not even a consideration. Of course we're gonna do that, right? And then there's other things where technically we might have a choice, but if you get so used to having the same breakfast or having coffee every morning, it's just kind of a, a ritual at that point. So the point is that I'm trying to make with, with uh, this little um, side rant is that we have routines, we have habits because this reduces our cognitive load. We, we only have so much time in the day and we want to use our, our energy and direct that towards work-related decisions or important personal decisions because making decisions is tiring. And I, I bet you've experienced this too, but you know, especially if it's a really difficult decision where you know, there's emotions involved, maybe it's there's personal relationships on the line, it's hard to decide because making a, a decision is a cognitive um, activity. You're gonna weigh pros and cons, so it's, you have to, it's tiring, you have to engage yourself. And also it's emotionally tiring because you are gonna be losing something, right? Like no matter what you choose, you're giving something up and that can be tough. So the point is we don't wanna be making decisions all the time. So it's good to have some decisions just done, right? And that's why a lot of people have this philosophy and I'll, I'll get into who, who these people are, of automating the small decisions so that they can direct their attention to the important decisions. Now, one of the best examples of this would be Steve Jobs and his iconic black turtleneck sweater, right? He wears the same, or he used to wear the same thing every day. And the thought was that he didn't wanna be sitting around having a little, 
little little think about what to wear each day. He just, he knew what he was wearing. And so then he could put all of his attention towards coming up with the next Apple product. Um, I read somewhere that Barack Obama was similar in that he had a kind of an, like a, a uniform of sorts. Not, I don't think he wore the exact same thing, but it was definitely something similar. And this is pretty common. If you read up on different entrepreneurs, a lot of them will have um, automated these small decisions because they realize that making those small decisions each time every day, it just takes out energy out of their day. And that's something they, they can just do the same every day because it doesn't really matter. So they might have the same breakfast every day, the same, you know, food is a good one. Clothing is a good one. Uh, maybe they've decided they have a morning routine. They have a bedtime routine. So that's the idea. Now, in everyday life these days, people are busier than ever. I mean, we have, everybody has like 10 different social media accounts. You have three phones, you have a laptop, you have an iPod, you know, you have hobbies, extra, people are just so busy. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I feel quite overwhelmed. And I honestly just wanna throw my phone into the ocean and go live in the woods. Kind of, but okay, a little bit, not really, but also a little bit. Anyways, for people who are abstainers like myself, the joy of being an abstainer is that you just get to simplify life a little bit because if you're just not gonna do something at all, you don't have to think about it, right? And if you really stop and think about it, all of us are abstainers probably when it comes to some things. I, I, I would hope so at least. Like I, I hope that most people listening to this right now are abstainers from you know committing homicide or being cannibals or something, right? Like that's not even something we think about. Um, I guess being an abstainer is a bit different in that you consciously set um, a rule for yourself. But the point is there's a lot of things we don't even entertain and we it doesn't even come up, right? It doesn't come up in your day-to-day -day consciousness. And that's just one less thing to worry about. Now for a moderator, the thing is that they do need to wrestle with this decision because say I'm trying to moderate my alcohol intake. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to quit drinking. I'm going to have some alcohol, but just I'm going to go easy on it. Well, a lot of people who try and cut down alcohol, uh, they first try and reduce and then they end up going cold turkey because this is notoriously a difficult thing to do because alcohol is addictive. It's a fun time. And so if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to have you know, each time you decide, okay, I'm going out tonight, how many drinks am I going to have? Maybe two or three. So first of all, you have to make that decision. And that requires you to think about it. And then a lot of the time, a lot of time when you're out, you said, okay, I'm gonna have two drinks, but it's like, ah, oh, I'm having such a fun time. Let's go for that third. And then suddenly you've gone past your limit. And you're like, I can't even trust myself. And that is the beauty of having a hard line rule or being an abstainer is that it's very clear cut. If it's if it's if you have a zero tolerance policy with yourself, you know when you've messed up. But if you have this wishy-washy, I'm going to moderate. It's a lot easier to let yourself off the hook because if you had three drinks instead of two, it's like, mm, you know, I mean, it was still kind of moderate, right? But then that could, over time that can creep up, and then you find yourself making, you know, okay, uh, one a little bargain each day. And the problem is, you're not always going to be in the best frame of mind to make those decisions. Let's imagine now um, we're trying to abstain, we're trying to moderate our ice cream intake. When you're like in a great mood, it's say Saturday morning, 8 a.m., you're ready to go, ready to go on your um, 10K run. You're probably fine at resisting the ice cream, right? It's not, a, it's not an issue. So if you asked yourself at that very moment in time, 
you know, what's your ice cream rule for today? You might say something very reasonable, like I'll have two scoops at most today. That's great. But at the same time, imagine now that your boyfriend just broke up with you and it's Friday night. And now you're trying to decide how, how many scoops of ice cream you're going to have that night. It's very tempting at that point, since you're in a bad mood, to kind of cheat and say, okay, well, I'm going to moderate and have five scoops because you're in a bad mood. So you can kind of justify it. And so, so this is the thing. Each time you have to make this decision, not only is it tiring, but it's also, you're, you have to fight with yourself each time, essentially, because if you're trying to cut back on something, every time you're confronted with the temptation, it takes willpower to not engage in said activity, right? But if you abstain and you, you stick to that and you really do cut it out, after a while, you don't need to engage your willpower. And so that just makes things easier. Uh, for example, like I said, I don't drink alcohol. And at this point, it's been, uh, it's been several years. And so it's not something I even think about. So actually, like I did try and, you know, cut down alcohol before I cut it out. And back then, it would be a lot more, it would re require a lot more willpower if I'd had uh, one drink and I was like, okay, I'm only gonna have one to stop myself from having the second. Whereas it's much easier, it requires zero willpower for me to have no drinks because I don't even think about it. It's become automatic, right? And so that's the problem. I, I would say the main problem with being a moderator is because if you're trying to cut back on something that you find tempting, it's you're just going to be constantly battling with yourself. And it just takes one time if you're in a, a weak frame of mind to give in, right? I mean, it is okay if you give in once in a while, I guess. Well, it depends what you're giving in to. You don't want to give in to fentanyl. But uh, yeah, it just takes one time. Whereas if you're an abstainer, you make the decision once. And then all you have to do is follow your one decision. But if you're a moderator, you have to make the decision again and again and again and again. And if you think about it in a statistical way, if you keep having to make the same decision again and again and again, the likelihood is that eventually you're going you're gonna to have a bad day, right? And you keep testing yourself, eventually you're going to fail. That's just a statistical probability thing. Um, of course, this only really applies to the situation in which it is difficult. If it's not difficult to resist whatever the temptation is, then that's a different situation. Um, here, here's an example about people kind of giving in at certain times. So studies have shown that if people go to the grocery store and shop when they're hungry, they're more likely to buy unhealthy food. And why is that? It's because they're in a psychological frame of mind. Actually, I guess a frame of mind is always psychological. But anyways, they're hungry, they're in a certain state, and that state influences them to buy the unhealthy food. They're more tempted, they're weaker. And studies show that this is quite common um, in, in different aspects too. Like, So there's a lot of different things that can make somebody, um, and when I say weaker, I mean they have weaker willpower. If somebody, for example, is tired, they're going to have less willpower. If somebody is drunk, it's not that they have less willpower, but they are less inhibited. And people get in more trouble when they're drunk. I, I, I think that, I mean, you could look, studies do support that, but I think honestly, that's just common sense. And we all know that. And that's because people are they're less able to resist doing bad things because their inhibitions are lowered, right? So anything you do that kind of lowers your inhibitions and yeah, being hungry does because now you're, 
like in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the base need is food and um, food and food and food and water, I guess. Um, if you don't know Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Maslow was um, Abraham Maslow was a psychologist, and he had this theory that we have different needs, and you can only you need to satisfy your base needs before you can care about the the higher level needs. And so the very base need is like food and uh, water. And then after that, we have like shelter. And then there's like security. Then we have love and friendships. And then self-esteem, I believe. And at the very top, self-actualization. So kind of the point of that is that, for example, if you're starving, you're not going to be concerned with, um, you know, finding yourself because you need to get your, your base need of food solved right and so that's the same idea kind of with willpower like if you're already in a compromised state because you're hungry you're tired you're whatever maybe you're just emotionally upset and that's totally valid too it's going to be hard to really pull your will willpower out at that moment right and so that's the real problem i see with moderating is that you're constantly testing yourself and it just i mean i wouldn't bet like, I think I have pretty good willpower, but if you're going to be making a decision thousands of times, I mean, even I wouldn't bet on myself at, at, at making the right decision every single time, you know? So I think really it kind of comes down to what you're trying to abstain, whatever, what, whatever the habit is, um, what it is, and how tempting it is. Because I think for things that are tempting, it's better to be an abstainer. Because if each time you're trying to resist temptation, if you if you choose to moderate, you're just you're setting yourself up for failure, right? Like, I'm trying to think of a, a good analogy here. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling a little bit. Um, well, here's here's one study. Studies do show that if you have junk food that's visible people are more likely to eat it, right? Whereas if you like lock it in the cabinet, that's actually a pretty effective technique. And all you're doing really is you're making it a like a little bit harder. It, it's less obvious, right? It's a little bit less obvious. So you don't have to confront that decision as much. But if it's right, if it's sitting right in front of you, it, it's harder, right? So being a moderator, you're constantly giving yourself that temptation. And you're just you're testing yourself constantly and it's yeah i mean i don't know why you would constantly test yourself and so i think it's one of those things that you do need to decide whether or not it's worth it and now i i've gone pretty heavy on the uh, pro abstainer side so let me give a few positive comments again for the moderators so one big pro of being a moderator is the social acceptance kind of side of that um, it's just you you might face some social backlash if you completely cut something out and if you're going to be a moderator there's different ways to be a moderator one way is that you could have rules for yourself but you have to really be strict on those it could be like you know i'm only going to eat cake on my birthday I, not that that needs to be a rule like you you can eat cake as much as you want. like that's kind of but you get what I mean. Say you're really trying to cut down on your sweets. But you have to be really strict about those rules because it's pretty easy to kind of be wishy-washy about the whole thing. And the other thing is that you need to know yourself. And is cutting something out completely 
Okay, here I think I think this is the the key question to ask yourself if you're deciding whether or not you should moderate or abstain from some destructive behavior. Will cutting out that behavior will that make you want the thing more or will it make you want the thing less? Because for some people like myself an abstainer, it would make me want it less because it just fades into the background of my mind. And uh, there's some foods too for like different substances like food, the more sugar you have, to me, the more sugar I would crave. But for other people, it's like the second something is off limits, that's all they can think about. So if you're the, what I just said, the person who that's all you can think about, you're probably more of a moderator versus if it's something that fades into the back of your mind, uh, you're maybe more of an abstainer. And before, before leaving, um, I'll just leave you with one last question, which, which I think is interesting. Different people have different uh, answers to this. So think of something that's maybe, you know you'd be better off if you never did it, but it's not like a huge problem for you. Let's say, um, imagine some kind of food you like that's unhealthy, um, but you know, something that's unhealthy, not, don't imagine like drugs, just imagine some kind of food. Um, I'll imagine candy, for example, something you like um, and that's unhealthy. Now, would you be better off if that thing never existed in the first place? And would you, if you were given that choice to have it never exist, would you choose yes? And I find that abstainers would, will say yes to that, whereas moderators will say no, because as an abstainer, I would say yes, because I don't think you can miss something you never had. And I think a lot of the suffering around um, addictive type behaviors comes from the the struggle and having to deny yourself. Like, I think that's the main suffering. The suffering isn't not having the candy. The suffering is having to wrestle with yourself and turn down the temptation. Whereas a moderator would say, no, life wouldn't be the same. So for them, the suffering is actually just not having the candy, I suppose, which is um, interesting. And I think that's another thing worth thinking about. If you do think you're an abstainer, in some cases, maybe it's not worth uh, opening Pandora's box, right? If, if you do know that you're the kind of person where the, the main struggle or the main sense of suffering comes from denying yourself, and it doesn't come from just not having the thing, it comes from knowing you could have that thing and knowing how it is, and now you can't have it, maybe it's better, it's best to not try it in the first place, because that way, you can never be, um, be missing it. And so you can't be suffering for that reason. But of course, you know, that's, people might say, well, you know, what kind of way is that to live life denying yourself? So it's something everybody has to, you know, come down, decide for themselves, essentially. Anyways, um, I hope this was helpful. Uh, I guess this was a little bit more about habits and in particular kind of um, negative habits that you want to reduce or cut down on. And I, I didn't even actually get into the fact about um, how if you're a moderator, some addictive habits, the more you do them, you keep fueling the behavior. So that's one last downside. Anyways, um, I'd be curious to hear anybody's thoughts about, you know, are you a moderator, an abstainer? Um, do you think there's pros or cons? And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next week.